the defensive stars have been out here at the NFL Scouting Combine. We're going to discuss it next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Damian Parson. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over at the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru who stays on the ones and twos. And then I got the champ with me. Keith, talk to him, baby. Man, what's up, everyone? This is Keith Sanchez, Senior Draft Analyst at the Draft Network. And like my guy DP always says, man, 2019 National Champion, yes, those LSU Tigers, greatest college football team to ever grace the gridiron, man. And you know we're here to bring you championship-level talk. But guess what we're talking about, man? We're talking about the NFL Combine. It's here. We get 40 times. We get verticals. We get broad jumps. We get position drills. So, DP, we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, You know they say defense wins championships. So, DP, let's go ahead and kick this thing off, man. Keith, Thursday really like started the whole thing. We were in interviews all week. That was cool, but it was exhausting, man. We wanted to get on the field <laughs> drills, tired of hearing coach speak and GM speak. Let's see these boys, these players come out here and do their thing, man. And Keith, of course, <clears throat> we got to start with the true star of Thursday. Well, there was a couple. I'm not going to just say, like, dismiss everybody else. But my dog, Nolan Smith, pun intended on the dog, Keith. Nolan Smith destroyed the combine and what he was able to do. You know, he had the Taurus Peck a couple months ago, so he's not fully healthy to do all the other drills. They said that he was only going to do just a couple things that he physically felt comfortable doing, Keith. But a lot to you not, man, 4-3-9 in, in the 40, Keith? 40, I think 41 and a half in the vert, right? Like – the explosiveness, and I think I put that in my report for the draft network when I when I studied this young man, he's explosive, Keith. Like, what does this do for his draft stock? How, how did it say? What's the song, man? Return of the Mac, Mac. man. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan Smith return, man. Like I say, because he got hurt early on during the season, right? And we and it was it was a fairly incomplete resume, right? And we we're trying to figure it out. We knew it was explosive, but how explosive, right? We knew he was talented, but how talented. We knew he was locked in, but how locked in, man. And he and he came in and he stole the show. And I'm not sure there will be another player um that catches Nolan Smith, right? As far as dominating the NFL combine from beginning to end and just there was expectations and then just to surpass those expectations by far, right? We're talking about an outside linebacker that ran a 4-3. Like, what are we doing at this point, right, man? So, um, <laughs> Nolan Smith, man, he definitely uh, took the cake. He, he's definitely a, a combine winner. But, you know, it was more than Nolan Smith, right? When we talk about the D-line, man, we got to give credit to um, Tennessee edge rusher Byron Young. This is another guy, edge rusher. You can see the explosiveness on the field, right? But then he converted it in, into um, – into testing and when we had our preview shows and if you didn't listen to them man still go check them out there on youtube we talked about watching the film and then now the testing is just confirmation right and both nolan smith and then now uh byron young they confirmed that these are explosive edge players that they can get to the quarterback because they were just flat out 
overwhelm offensive tackles um, with their speed. And you know what else we hear, DP? is because we get to do the interviews, man. We get to see these people, right? And this is something that's very important to NFL teams also. They have their personal interviews, but we get to watch these guys in front, you know, standing at the podium with a bunch of people asking them questions. And you can tell the charismatic people. You can tell the calculated mm-hmm. people. You can tell the nervous people. And Byron Young, for me, he checked every box from the perspective of, man, he was confident, but then he was also – I think he knows how to command and not maneuver a room. So when you talk about handing a guy five million, ten million, twenty million dollars, I feel totally comfortable with that. Just by the way that Byron Young presented himself. You know, he he presented himself so well, man. He handled some unnecessary questions um, very well that he should never have been asked. But like he's so well spoken, you tell he works hard and he grinds, and like that relationship that he built with another explosive pass rusher, one of my guys, Derek Hall. You saw that when they both ran the 40, they met up and, you know what I'm saying, and, and celebrated together because they're very similar in terms of their play style. But I, the guy I wanted to talk about as well, Keith, talking about on the edge, man, 6'2", 282, almost 34 inches on the arm. I'm not going to pronounce his whole name, Keith, because I can't. I've tried. I've practiced it, so I continue to fail at it. I'm going to call him Tommy because I think that's what his nickname is, <laughs> from Northwestern. I'm just not even going to waste my time with it. I don't want to butcher it, Keith, but – Talk about being able to go out there and test out of this world for you know, like you said, almost 290 pounds, Keith. And we, you know, I'm, I was sitting in the in the in Lucas Oil and, and he's filled out thick build, man. And you talk about 449 in the fourth, right? A 161 uh 10 yard split, 10 5 in the broad, 37 half uh on the vert, and he put up 27 reps on 225, and he just came out here, and, and like you said, if it wasn't for Nolan Smith, man, and, and Byron Young being as explosive, Tommy would have gotten a lot more pub, man, because he, yeah, he, 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 he did receive a lot of pub, but like... He surprised me. I was, I'm like, okay, I didn't I didn't know Northwestern had athletes, right? And this right. guy, yes. he checked every single box. Every time there was a new trail, he was showing that I'm an elite-level athlete. Bro, and it was just, like I said, the build... And, and, and Northwest, I mean, we're we going to talk about one of the other guys later on that, that I want to mention, but the, that, that was big, man. This, this edge group, I think it's, it's, like you said, this is confirmation, right, Keith? Derek Hall coming out here, four five five. Foskey ran a good time. Keith, uh, you know, Will Anderson ran a good time for himself at four six, right? And that's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like just watching these guys come out here, like you know who's explosive on tape. You've seen the first step quickness and everything. Now to get that 10-yard split, like, oh, yeah, he booking. He's moving. Right, he's he's eating up grass and time, but also mm. Keith, the the Luke Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness. Sorry, I always call him Luke Lucas Van Ness, one of the bigger winners. Right, he's like what two seventy five. We like, we saw him close up, right four five eight. Keith, a four five eight at two seventy plus six was it six five two seventy plus. Man, Keith, like you talking about checking the boxes and confirming that all the first round buzzes warranted. I think he did that. I agree. And we listen, we can't complete this segment, right? Because it's time to transition, but we cannot complete this segment without mentioning Kalaja Kansi, right? Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh tackle Kalaja Kansi, man, up the ante on the comparisons to Aaron Donald, right? I'm not saying that, that that's accurate, but it it's stuck now, right? It's it's gonna stick, it's gonna be there. That guy blew the combine testing out of the waters. Like you said, more confirmation of the explosiveness, the athleticism um that he has. But guess what, DP? We not only had the defensive line, right, but we got the opportunity to watch the back end of the defense, man. And, um, you know, we had some pretty fast 40s by those DBs. So coming up next, we are getting into 
these defensive back linebacker testings and who won the day? Guys, listen, being here at Indianapolis, there's some long days. We're not we're not always able to stop and have a full meal and a great breakfast. I can promise you I've been. When we start at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm not able to get the Chick-fil-A like I'd like to. But you know I had my book bag, though? Bill Bar, cookies and cream flavored, and it got me through until I got to lunch, man. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar because it's made out of 100% real chocolate. And, yes. You can go to your local Sam's. You know, you can get a third, a big box. If you like it bulk, you can buy them in a 13-bar box. I just went for this trip to get me a nice little four-bar box of Built Bar. Like I said, the cookies and cream variation. But there's double chocolate, coconut puff, all of that, right? So you can go to your local Walmart. You can go over to Sam's and, and pick it up. Or if you want, you can just use our promo code and go to BuiltBar.com, right? You go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKEDON15. You'll get 15% off your next order. Telling you guys, you're gonna really enjoy built bars. Keith, you talked about it, man. Running fast forties. The defensive line was like, listen, they they set the tone. It was like, guys, we're about fifty pounds heavier than y'all, and we're still gonna be in the four in the four threes and four fours. But Keith, these DBs said, listen, man. DJ Tennis said, I will not be, I will not be outdone by a defensive end with his four two six, Keith. And that was a guy that came into this class, and you know I was high on him. I talked well of him, you know, when we had our meetings and I presented him, and I believe I gave him a second-round grade. He's been in my top 40 all season, since the summer. I love this kid's game. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have the ideal arm length, I would say. Um, and he came in a little lighter, but, you know, guys drop weight just specifically for this event to run fast, right? And I think that's all he did was run. Okay, what does that four two six do for his draft stock as we get closer to the actual NFL draft? I, I think for us, right, it's confirmation, man. We knew this guy was smooth. We knew he was a good athlete. Oh, man, for everybody that's not fully aware of DJ Turner, Michigan um, cornerback, man, go to thedraftnetwork.com, um, you know, Google DJ Turner, Damien's DP. Um, his 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 draft profile is up there, man. You can read all about this guy um, and, you know, totally get a good understanding of who he is because for us this was not, you know, and it's not a braggadocious type thing, but this was not a guy that just jumped onto the scene with us, right? He just wasn't that popular in Michigan, but when you watch him, he was a high-caliber athlete. Now, I'll be completely honest. Did I think this guy was going to come out and run a 4-2-6 <laughs> and possibly the fastest 40 at the entire combine? No, but at what, if anything under 4-4, I felt pretty good about it, right? Because you can see the speed. You can see the fluid hips. So now I think our listeners, right now you're wondering, hey, do I have a starting corner? And I say, yes, this is not just a track guy. This is a guy that's really fast, but he's a football player at the end of the day. And you combine the both of those. And, yes, you you have a corner that you trust to play on the outside because he can run vertical um, with some of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL. So DJ Turner was definitely a guy um, that, for me, jumped off. He I, Right there with Nolan Smith, right? They're, they're battling for who stole the combine <laughs> over the past two days, man. And another guy that you want to mention um, is, for me, South Carolina cornerback Darius Rush. Everyone knows um, South Carolina cornerback um, Smith, right? They, they know yeah, Christopher yeah. Smith, but now it's time to know Darius Rush. This is the guy we talked about in our senior bowl, um, you know, conversations. He took over the senior bowl, man. This guy showed another guy, fluid hips. He has good size, good athleticism, um, really quick feet. And then we talked about the speed to carry vertical. And I'm like, I feel pretty good about it, right? When I watch it on film and I watch it at the senior bowl. And then he was like, you know, keep 
let me go ahead and, and ease your mind on this, man. I, I can run for real, man. I can run for real. So he came out there, um, and he he picked them up and put them down, and he he had a hell of a performance. So Darius Rush, I felt really good about after watching him, uh, because of because of that, right? And then he came and ran a forty time, and I felt really good. And I say, hey, we got to mention the Maryland cornerbacks, yes. right? Because they they went back to back, and they went on and said, you know what? Because I think, and and it was it was kind of weird, right? Like we're talking about DBs. And we started yesterday off with, with with special teams guys, right? We're watching long snappers and kickers kick the thing off. And we're trying to see, yeah, punters, and we're, we're trying to see full twos and full threes. But, 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 but credit to the Maryland cornerbacks, uh, Ja'Korian Bennett and Deontay Banks, because they got that thing popping real quick, right? Ja'Korian Bennett ran a 4-3. Deontay Banks followed that up. They were back-to-back, and they were teammates, so they went 4-3, Four, three, five, and I'm not gonna lie. When I seen them run those times, I started scratching my head about Maryland's record. Right? I'm like, I'm like, how? You know, y'all have one, a one-two tandem. Y'all shouldn't be able to lock some stuff up, man. Nobody should be able to get past y'all. Y'all have two, of the, two of the top three to four testing times in the entire combine so far. So, oh uh, man, really impressive guys. So, DP, do you have anybody else um, that was kind of, you know, confirmation or just conversation to talk about? No, I, I I was actually going to bring up you know the the Maryland corners uh, as well, but I I, I want to go and, and talk about you know one of my guys, Emmanuel Forbes, four three yeah. five, bro. And then for crazy about it, he stumbled in the first ten yards. He stumbled out the blocks and somehow got to an upright position to long stride himself to a four three five. He didn't run the. I don't believe he ran his second his second forty right. He did the field drills where he looked good. He still looked fluid enough to come out of his breaks and drive on ball on the ball. And, 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 and you know, of course, his receiving background, being able to catch the ball with ease, right? Talking about FBS um, leader, all-time leader, I believe, what, in, in pick sixes in, in college football history. That's no shock, right, to see him catch the ball with yeah. ease. But, like, just to see him – and he came in light. He, you know, everybody's on Twitter, like, oh, 166. Guys, this is the combine. You come here for one reason, to test well. So it, 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 it's different for Bryce, uh, Bryce Young, who wants to add weight so he can hush up some of the concerns. The guy like Emmanuel Forrest, like, I want to make sure I run the best time possible, right? So I'm going to come in about 10 pounds lighter than my actual playing weight and blaze the 40. But he, he just, to me, he, he, he solidified himself, man, as a potential late day one type of corner. And Keith, I, I haven't seen much of him because I know that this one of your guys who, who, you, who you've talked about well, uh, Keytrail Clark running that four four. This is why we're co-hosts, baby. This is why we're co-hosts because I was expecting you to toss it back to me, and I was gonna mention Keytrail Clark, but you went on and took care of that for me, man. So Keytrail Clark, Louisville cornerback, man. Let me tell you this: the guy plays on the outside, he plays on the inside. I, I was really aggressive with my grade coming in, so he was one of the first, mm-hmm. probably ten prospects I've watched in this process, and I gave him a second round grade, right? And that that was probably October. And from October to now, I've heard nothing about him. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, am I the only one that likes this guy? This could be a bit of a problem, right? But Key Trail, appreciate you, baby, because you went and put yourself on the radar and let everybody know that you are a true baller. And this is not a guy that just ran a fast forward and I feel really good about. This is a football player, man. You can put this guy in the nickel. He's going to show up against the run. He can play man. He has ball skills. He's fluid, um, instinctual. So I feel good about this guy, Um. Early day two, I think he he clearly supplanted himself there, and we know how important um, you know the nickel cornerback position is. But DP, you know we we talked about 
the guys that that tested well, but we also, you know, real quick, I'm gonna mention, you know, the top of the board, right? The the top mm-hmm. two, three corners. You know, we're talking about Christian Gonzalez. He put down a four three eight. Yeah, Joey Porter Jr. run a four four six, which I, you know, I, I think some people may have slated him a little higher. I was hearing a lot of rumors of a four three, but I, I'll say this, man, and you know, obviously communicating to our listeners and everything. Preview shows, right? We talked about confirmation. What does the testing mean, right? And the testing means. Hey, Joey Porter Jr. ran a 4-4-6. Christian Gonzalez ran a 4-3. DJ Turner ran a 4-2. With just this testing, you shouldn't just, you know, if you had if you had Joey Porter Jr. above uh, DJ Turner, I wouldn't necessarily swap him, right? A 4-4-6 right, right, yeah. is still plenty enough speed. Christian well, Gonzalez ran. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez ran a smooth 4-3. Like, it was an effortless um, 4-3. You could tell that guy has a real track brown track background just by his stride. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think those guys performed well. They, they did what they needed to do. Um, obviously, we still have pro days coming up as far as, you know, just yeah. more testing and rounding out this class. But, DP, listen, man. Well, well hold on, Keith. I, I want to do one. I want to throw out to one name, right, because the combine don't only confirm some things, but it sheds lights on guys that we didn't know about, right? Mm-hmm. And neither one, we don't have, neither one of us have Northwestern in our, in our region. region. Yeah. But Cam Mitchell, man, yes. came out here and – Bro, 5'11", 191, 31 and 3 eighths on the arm, right? 4'47", a 1'48", 10-yard split. He jumped 35, and he looked smooth in the field drill. He looked good, Keith. So, you know, he has the the height and build that you want for a nickel. But, I, you know, I want I can't wait to get into his film when we get back this week because this kid might be able to play some outside corner. So just like a, 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 a very – one of those like gems, right? Those diamonds in the rough. He came out here. No one was really talking about him, and and, and the medicals held him up, Keith, because he couldn't do the uh, the interview. He couldn't come to the to the podium because he was doing his medicals. So uh, I think that stopped him from uh, really having either he didn't show up because of the medicals, or he didn't have enough time. But the point is, he didn't he didn't have the chance to really set the narrative for himself in front of everybody you know, on, during the media availability. But he went out there and balled, um, you know, I mean, on the on the field and through the testing drill. So I wanted to get some shout out to Northwestern cornerback Cam Mitchell, because again, this is about confirmation bias as well as finding those gems, those diamonds in the rough. Agree with agree with you hundred percent, man. Northwestern, they might have them, they you know, a little DBU, they <laughs> might could jump in that conversation just a little Greg bit. Greg Newsom Jr. a couple yeah, years ago, they, baby. They put out they put out one uh probably every year, man. Just one talented cornerback every single year. But DP, listen, man, you know, we, we relatively positive people, right? So we, you know, yeah. we started this thing off with the positives, but now you know we I'm not gonna say negatives, but we're gonna talk about the question marks, right? Who had questionable performances and then where does that leave you now um with them in regards to the film matching up with the combine performances coming up next? So we're not gonna say it's bad news, Keith, but it's more so I didn't expect this, man. Where, where did this come from? You know what I mean? More so just some questions. And I, I want to start off, Keith, with cornerback out of Utah, Clark Phillips, who looked good on the field. The drills look good. He looked smooth out of his back pedal and his brakes. But he came in at, what, 5'9", I believe? 5'9", 184, 29 and one eighth on the arm, so short arms. And then he hit 33 on the vert. I mean that's that's not great, um, and then also four five one. Well, I thought he was more of a four four guy, Keith. So, questions is you know like I said, this, we 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 know how to weigh this event you know, as evaluators. So tell the people, man, tell the family, the listeners, how would you handle this with with Cam Phillips? Yeah, I, man, it's 
tough, right? It's tough because, like you said, he he's undersized, right? First of all, he's undersized, and then the explosive numbers are not across the charts, right? It doesn't everything doesn't lean itself to explosiveness. So I think you know moving forward, and that's why we have these kind of checkpoints, right? Like the senior bowl was a checkpoint. The combine is a checkpoint as far as evaluation. Now we get to see his athletic testing, and you know, you say, you know what? Relying on the film, this guy's a good football player who is instinctual. But when he goes against elite level athletes, he may be stressed, right? So I know in my draft process and when I'm grading guys, usually rounds one, two, and three, that's my starters, right? Like that's guys that I'm like, okay, this guy can start. You know what I'm saying? Like I want this guy on the field every down, right? Then when you start to get in that fourth round, that's, you know, a, a situation specific or a scheme specific type football player. And I think for, 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 um, for Phillips, I think he's somewhere in between the two, right? Somewhere in that late third to early early four. If you have a, a role that needs to be filled, you know what I'm saying? And you have the scheme that can work out for him. So I think he's still a good football player. Don't get me wrong. But obviously, like testing, you know, that way and then coming in with the measurables, that's going to raise, you know, just a couple little question marks. We're not going to call them concerns. There's mm-hmm. a couple questions. You got to go back, dive back into it and, and kind of grade that out. But DP, we got to talk about a heavy hitter, man. We got to talk about a heavy hitter name. And that's Brian Branch, right? Because he came in safety one on everyone's board. Um, I, I watched the film. I, I watched the film and I checked them out. And I thought he was closer to a a, a second round grade than a first round grade. So I, I came in, I came in with a high, high two, right? I'm, so mm-hmm. I, you know, it was 32 picks, right? And so maybe pick 40, somewhere around there. Um, and that's because I, the, I, I had question marks about his speed because you can see when he moves into the slot, which I thought was really interesting that they labeled him as a corner. Right. And because I'm like, why, you know, why are they doing that to him? Because that was the one spot I had a question mark about. Right. When he played the nickel or when he was lined up at his deep safety, he was playing man to man. And those slot wide receivers had those two way goals. They can make they they make a move and he would just slightly hesitant to, to make the move. Right. To get into phase and then also catch back up with those guys. And I think those movement skills came out in that testing number. Uh, you know, so now are you going to drop him and say, oh, man, this guy can't play football? No, at the end of the day, he can still play football. But you're going to have to think about now, okay, instead of me saying I can put this guy everywhere and win and dominate in every position, it's like, okay, now I have to worry about where can't I put him, right? Where, like where could I put him to where he can possibly lose? And that's that's the biggest consideration with uh, Brian Branch. So that, that was one big takeaway for me. DP, who, what uh, what takeaway you had? Man, um, <clears throat> and that, that's that's a really good 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 mention with, with Branch. Noah Sewell, Keith. You know he came to the podium. Um, he looked smaller than he did on tape, right? And, and there were some rumors that he was well above two fifty. You know, playing you know linebacker yeah, for Oregon. You know this year. And um, someone asked him where he was. You know, during the, the media availability, they said, you know, where are you going to weigh in at? And he said, oh, I'm two fifty. He came in a couple pounds shy. He was like two forty five, two forty six, somewhere in there. But he looked leaner, Keith, and he still ran a four six four, almost a four six five. And for me, it's like, man, all right. So if you're down weight and you still can't get below the four sixes, is this a situation where where are you going to play at weight wise? And then how is that going to negatively affect your speed, right? Yeah. So it's like, can you be a three down player right now? Keith, I mean, he he did not have the year that we expected, right? Uh, we know he's physical. He's kind of a throwback, run stuffer that 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 can hit. And he's got a little. He's, he's shown over the years while he's at Oregon that he had some juice in the short, you know, in the short area, right? The short area burst and quickness. 
to 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 uh, locate and track the football. But Keith, I, I just don't know what what to do with him going forward because, like I said, if he's at two forty six now and runs a four six four, but when he's playing, if he's two fifty five two sixty, are you four seven four seven two? And if so, I don't see how you're going to stay in the field outside of more obvious run situations in the NFL. No, I agree with you 100%. And when you're a team and you draft him, you have to think about that, right? Because you have to think this guy is going to add weight. Like, I, I doubt that he stays there. Like, just maturing as a man, right? As his body matures, as he get older, he's going to add weight. Like, just naturally, that's what's going to happen. So now, like you said, you're talking about adding 10, 15, 20 pounds. And then it's like, what does that athletic profile look like? DP, I'm going to go back to the safeties, man. And I know it's a re- – <laughs> so when we're talking about the positives, we list a lot of corners. And the reason was – was because the safeties, um, there were there were a lot of underwhelming performances. So I'm I'm going to rattle off a couple names, man. Um, that tested Brandon Joseph, safety from Notre Dame. Um, he ran a four six two. Rashad Torrance, safety from Florida, four seven two. Trey Dean, safety from Florida, four seven five. Um, so that there there were some very um under underwhelming right testing numbers christopher smith who we know you've heard me on this podcast talk about him i really like him christopher smith ran a uh, safety from georgia ran a 462 so tough man it's, it's tough right and we're not even talking about big guys right we're not talking about guys that's um you know six two six three 200 plus pounds man christopher smith i think is sub six foot you know 190 pounds and running a 462 I, I still really like him instinctually but like i said man this this just shows that hey there may be some situations that he may not show well in so i think with this safety position we we didn't have them graded as high, right? Like this safety class overall, we, we thought that this was a, a rather weak safety um, class from top to bottom, um, especially athletically. And I think the combine, um, the combine numbers uh, showed and proved it. No, yeah, no, hundred percent. Like I said, it, it's a, uh, it, it's tough to come back from that Keith, Cause I looked at the time, especially for Trey Dean and, and those in the Florida safeties, you know, Torrance, I was like, Man, that can't be right. Like, did they slip? Like, I, I was like, this can't be it, man. Four seven five, <laughs> and you know what that does, Keith? That's going a defense coordinators and everybody's gonna look at that and be like, you know what? <clears throat> you're a big dime backer. You're a nickel backer. You're gonna be in the box. You're gonna be a low hole type of guy where your range is not going. To, it's gonna be in the short, like in that literally like ten yards to the line of scrimmage type situation where we're not gonna play you too much, you know, deeper. And if you do, if you are in man coverage, because they do have the physical skill set and, and, and like the body types to kind of play man against tight ends, you got to be careful with that too. You don't want them trying to co- cover some of these really athletic tight ends that can really, ex- you know, explode downfield. So like the Evan Ingrams of the world and guys who are four, four athletes and stuff like that can really stress these guys. If you put them in compromising positions, man. So Keith, I mean, again, like we, we, we've hit on a couple of different situations with, not so much like disappointed, just more so like, man, like I, I just didn't expect the Henry Toto, you know, the linebacker position, man, you know, just expected him to be a little bit, you know. Man, I, I don't think I'm coming off that hill, DP. I think that's one <laughs> I'm going to just stay on by myself. And everybody knows I'm a Henry Toto guy. He didn't show well, didn't weigh in well, but I, I'm probably just going to have to die on that hill by myself. Right. Listen, hey, brother, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens, man. But no, nah, I mean, I, I feel like he he didn't run terrible. It's four six two. I was just hoping for like somewhere in the the, the upper four five, the four five seven, yeah. and it's just like okay, good. But Cam Jones is the one for me that I'll end it with. Keith, like 
the linebacker out of Indiana. I saw him down in Mobile, and he really impressed me, man. He moved well, dropping back in coverage. He blitzed well. He runs shit well. And then coming out here, Keith, and seeing 4-6-9, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's not good, man. 4-6-9 with a 4-7 at linebacker. And some people are like, man, we know instinct. instincts are big, right? But the way the NFL, with all the pre-snap motion and really giving you things that will hold your eyes and which will hold your feet so you can't react your thinking, if you're at a 4-7, Keith, now you're already behind you behind an eight ball, mm-hmm. then you don't have the recovery speed to get back in the phase or back into the plate. And those are the things that I really, really and truthfully look at, Keith. So it, it, it's it's tough, man. But, guys, we thank you all so much, as always, man, for all the love and support. Y'all really showing us a lot of love. At least, like, this is our third week on the show. So I want to say thank you all, uh, you know, straight up, you know. Um, it is a weekend, so we, we will uh, have some more coming for you all this, uh, this coming Monday to truly recap quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, all that good stuff. So thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today. Um, Like I said, we're going to look at all the offensive positions after we return um, from the weekend. You know, for Keith Sanchez, you can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Find us on YouTube, subscribe, smash the bell, and get the notifications and come enjoy all all the uh, fire content. Leave a like and a comment. Go to your favorite uh, podcast audio apps. Do the same thing. Subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star review, comments, all that type of stuff, and just really tap in with your boys. Again, we will join you guys on Monday. Thank you so much for joining us on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.